Welcome. I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other sh- Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me in all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of the August light. It's been a little while since you've heard my voice, but that time off was well spent. During these last few weeks, I put in work on season two, spent time with family, auditioned for some amazing projects, created new scents for the August Light Candle Company, designed candle bundles, and even started holiday planning for my candle line. I've had a lot to keep me busy, y'all, but it feels so good to be back. And we're starting season two off with a two-part series titled The Gift of Goodbye. No, this is not the end of the August Light. I just felt like this is something we all deal with and something I'm quite familiar with. So I wanted to share my insight with y'all. So in this two-part series, we're going to talk about why quitting isn't a bad thing, why letting go and putting things in God's hands doesn't necessarily mean you're doing nothing, how letting go makes space for new things, learning to loosen our grips on our friendships and why it may be essential for the growth of those relationships. Yeah, we're talking about a lot, which is why I'm breaking it up into two parts, okay? (laughs) Now, today will be part one, which will cover why quitting isn't a bad thing and how letting go helps to make space for new things. At this point in my life, I'd consider myself a professional made-up word alert, let go of her, because time and time again, I've had to learn to turn loose the things that no longer serve me in one way or another. I've also come to understand the importance of reframing things in the distant past, the summer before my senior year of high school to be exact. I remember quitting band. Now, before I explain why, I want to acknowledge that I said quitting. But as I think back on that time, I was simply saying goodbye to something that no longer served where I was going in life. I knew I didn't want to be in marching band in college. And even though at the time I thought about pursuing a career in the music industry, I think I knew deep down that music wasn't my true passion, but like the saying goes, hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> because often we can't see clearly when we're in the thick of it, aka living in the moment. However, saying goodbye to band was a gift that kept on giving because this decision helped me to get clear on what I really wanted to do with my life. Now, let me give some context on why I left band just before my senior year. You know, why I laid down my flute and gave up something I loved for seven years? The simple reason? The thing I'd loved became something I hated. Since fifth grade, I'd gotten up early to attend lessons before school, gave up two to three weeks of summer vacation to attend band camp, attended umpteen after-school rehearsals, dedicated endless hours to practicing at home on top of schoolwork and all the other activities I did. So how did I walk away so easily? I didn't. The decision weighed on me. And while I wasn't raised to quit, and to this day, I don't give up on anything easily. And while I love my resilience and tenacity, I've learned everything doesn't require it. In the years prior to my senior year, so much led up to my decision to quit band. But it all started when the band teacher I'd looked forward to taking class with since sixth grade left after my freshman year to be a professor at a university. 
The teacher that replaced her lacked an understanding of the culture of my high school and the style of our band. We were a Midwest band with the style of a Southern marching band. And now he wanted to turn us into a core style band. It felt like someone was trying to steal the very soul of who we were. However, we were strong-willed teenagers, so for the next two years, we held firm to our style of marching during marching season and adjusted for concert season. But it wasn't enough, because during this time, I should also mention I was still on the basketball team while splitting my time between spring musicals. Of course, my band teacher didn't like this because the band played at basketball games. Now, a logical person would have exempted those students who couldn't obviously play in the basketball game and be in the stands with the band at the same time, but he wasn't a logical teacher. Instead, he was butthurt that attendance at games wasn't the same as during marching season and attempted to penalize students who missed games regardless of the reason. On top of this, I watched some students snake their way into being drum majors even though they weren't suited for the position, but because they kissed his ass, they got the spot. Once again, he proved why he wasn't qualified for this job. If he was, he would have known that drum majors are the leaders of the band. He would have understood that not everyone is meant to lead, and whoever is picked to lead will determine if the band follows. Needless to say, I wasn't willing to follow his lead any longer. After two years of being at odds with this man, that was the final straw. I guess you can say I was never one to blindly follow, so in the summer of senior year, I removed band from my class schedule, and for the first time in years, I didn't attend band camp. To this day, I'll never forget how the drum major who sucked up to get their spot called me on the first day of band camp to see if I was coming. Nah, boo. With great resolve and peace, I let them know I was done with band. At that moment, I realized that quitting could feel like freedom. Not being a part of band that year freed up so much of my time and allowed me to do other things I couldn't fully commit to previously. I was able to attend volleyball practice slash tryouts in the summer without having to split my time between band camp and volleyball. I was able to be fully involved in spring musical because I'd stopped playing basketball as well, which is a whole other story that we won't get into today. I had more time to spend with my friends. Senior year was the year I started to do more of the things I loved and less of the things that were expected of me. Leaving band allowed me to make room for other things to enter my life. I also want to make sure I don't over-romanticize quitting or leaving or letting go of something we care deeply about because quitting a job or letting go of something or someone we love or loved isn't easy. In my experience, the pain that comes along with ending that thing tends to resurface years later and can even make us question if we made the right decision. I'm sure if you've been in love with someone or you were in a relationship with someone for an extended period of time, you find yourself thinking back on that relationship or about that person at some point. Now, our brains will often over-embellish the good times and downplay the bad. I mention this to remind us that doubt, fear, questioning, and denial are all part of letting go. Because my decision to quit band still haunted me years later. For my first two years of college, my major was undecided or undeclared, which at the time was the most popular for college students, okay? In fact, Georgia State gave students two years to declare a major, and I took every day of those two years to come to terms with what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Remember when I said briefly I thought I would pursue a career in the music industry? Well, that period was during my first two years of college. It was a time of denial, doubt, and fear for me. 
Basically, I was lying to myself about what I wanted to do out of fear of failing, and that fear almost made me follow a path that I would have dreaded. See, in order to study certain fields of the music industry at Georgia State, you had to play in the orchestra because you would be a music major. When I found this out, I felt like my decision to leave band was taunting me. But at the time, I buckled down and started private lessons to get back up to par on my flute so that I could audition to get into the School of Music. I ended up dedicating another year to playing the flute. I was an amazing flute player, but if I'm honest, I hated every minute of my private lessons. Why? Because nothing about the music I was playing felt authentically me. Y'all, I kept up this sham until the day of my audition for the School of Music, and on that day, I laid my flute down once again, and this time will be the final bow. The day of my audition, I sat in my apartment at the dining room table, which was a poker table at the time, and I made a list of pros and cons of auditioning for the School of Music. While I don't remember everything from that list, I remember the cons were greater than the pros. That day, I felt like crap, because... I was so accustomed to doing what was expected of me and following through all my commitments. And that day I felt like someone I didn't know. Now, I should mention that for the first two years of college, I actually knew what I wanted to major in. To be clear, I wanted to major in theater. However, the day I decided not to audition for the School of Music was the day I told my mom I was going to study theater and business. I picked what I was passionate about and something practical. Now, I still wasn't completely free from that fear of failure, but that's a story for another time. However, once again, walking away from music allowed me to realize that the thing I've always loved to do is act. I've loved it since the first play I did in eighth grade. But admitting to ourselves when we love something is just as hard as telling someone you love them for the first time. It makes you feel vulnerable. But once you do, You open yourself up to experience something truly amazing, love, and walking in your truth. I was a committed musician for eight years, on and off. And for most of that time, I loved it. But the things I love most about it are the gifts it gave me when I said goodbye. Often we are taught that quitting isn't acceptable. But I'm here to say that sometimes quitting is necessary. When something or someone is hurting us, stifling our growth, doesn't honor who we truly are, doesn't bring us joy or robs us of our peace, then I say it is perfectly acceptable to let it or them go. Because life has taught me that sometimes we hold on to things longer than we should. And when we hold on too tight to what we have, we tend to miss out on the greater things ahead. There are things in life that you can't receive until you've made room for them by clearing out or letting go some of the things currently in your life. We shouldn't think of quitting as giving up or a sign of weakness. It's more like we're getting rid of our twin-size bed so that we can make room for our queen-size bed. Or getting rid of our queen-size bed so we can make room for our California king bed. If there is something in your life that you're trying to upgrade, make room for it. Show the universe you're ready to receive better. Now, this ain't a license to go out and do things on a whim like quitting your 9 to 5 when you don't have another way to support yourself or demolishing your kitchen when you don't have the funds to remodel it. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Letting go of something or someone has to make sense. So think through the situation, talk about it with someone, or pray on it before doing something rash. All right, y'all know what time it is. And since this is a two-part series, 
I'm going to keep today's entertaining slash something fun segment simple. Let's call today's segment Music and Me. Since I talked about my musical background quite a bit today, I think it's only fitting that I share one of my Spotify playlists with y'all. Till this day, I love music tremendously. Music is a soundtrack to life. And my playlists typically reflect a specific mood or have like a theme to them. So the playlist I'm sharing today is titled Writing Music. I put this playlist on when I'm writing something like poetry, a short film, a feature film, or working on the August Light episodes, or just any time I need to be focused for an extended period of time to write. Now, some of the songs might even connect to today's topic as well. So if you see that connection, point it out. (laughs) Now, I'm only going to give the first 10 song titles from this playlist because it's pretty long, but The link to the full list with the songs and artist names will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to see the full playlist, go on Spotify, and actually listen to what I listen to when I'm writing. So here's the list. Number one, Darkest Hour. Two, No Love. Three, Rest Your Head. Four, Cover Me. Five, Another Lifetime. Six, Dreams of Letting Go. Seven, Lovely. Eight, Angels. Nine, Vertigo and 10, chain smoking. Until next time, be a light, an August light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of the August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light and at the August Light Talk on Clubhouse. Oh, and check our Instagram every week for the weekly queue.